You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. And welcome to another uh, QB Power Hour. Um, I'm so used to Michelle saying all this stuff, so... <laughs> And I've got my I've got my webinar sometimes mixed up. So we're going to be doing a QB Power Hour, and hopefully everybody's got all ten fingers from the from the follow up of uh, the Independence the Day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was watching a lot of the fireworks on on the on, on the TV because uh, in Maine there's not a whole lot of fireworks to go off up here. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean there was some spectacular displays uh yesterday or last night but today we're going to be talking about moving uh, making cheddar when intuit moves the cheese and we'll talk about moving the cheese and what that actually means uh, a little, little bit later but uh thanks for joining us here today uh, of course michelle is, needs no introduction she's the owner of long for success an international speaker and with the uh, intuit trainer writer network and offer five books available on amazon uh, myself, I'm your co-host, Dan Along, over on our Dan with worked at Intuit for about 18 years. So I have a unique perspective uh, on both sides of the Intuit badge here when we're talking about some of the changes that, that Intuit has made. And uh, our, our special guest today is Carrie Kahn. Carrie, uh, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, um, yes, I'm Carrie Kahn, the owner of Complete Business Group, and I have a, a big partner program where we have a lot of discussions that we're going to talk about today. People that are pro advisors trying to earn some extra money, and uh, and and uh, recommend products that we already know and love that are all QuickBooks and why we all know each other. Um, and you can see I've got a bunch of badges. I hate tooting my own horn, but um, <laughs> I know a lot of these folks from being in the Intuit world for about thirty years and. Uh, and just love and support QuickBooks like we can. And Dan and I together do our School of Bookkeeping. Yeah, so, um, and this actually, you'll see a lot of um, information on the slides that, that references uh, Scaling New Heights, because this, this was actually a class that you taught at uh, one of the breakout yeah. sessions at Scaling New Heights. Uh, so if you notice a lot of the, the Scaling New Heights branding, like Thrive, <laughs> which was the theme of this year's conference, uh, you'll notice that through here. So we we just are repurposing her class for for this session here. Uh, and real quickly here, somebody was asking for the handouts. Uh, you can go to our QB uh, Power Hour landing page for for all the handouts. Which uh, some of the details about the QB Power Hour webinars. Uh, you know, of course, we do this every Tuesday, whether or not there's a holiday <laughs> uh, or not. But sometimes we'll, we do take off for for the the end of year holidays. Uh, but this one, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we stay with the, the regular cadence of every other Tuesday. Uh, so upcoming, uh, we're going to be repurposing uh, one of uh, Michelle's uh, classes, which was using the, the cleanup and books review uh, in QBO accountant. So uh, hopefully you can join us then. And then we'll have a bookkeep come on uh, on the, it's actually my son's birthday, August 12th. Uh, where we'll be managing multiple payment methods, which we were supposed to have this in May, uh, but we've just been having uh, some rescheduling uh, check uh, 
rescheduling issues because we want to have Dawn Brolin come on again to, to talk about how much she loves uh, Bookkeep and, and how it's helped her uh, with managing those multiple payments. So trying to get on her schedule has, has, has been a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but if she's you have, worth uh, if, she's <laughs> worth, yeah, yeah. She, uh, if you didn't catch us last week or last time when we were actually live at Scaling New Heights, uh, she was a great addition. She came screaming in on two wheels, uh, right out of fresh out of a breakout session <laughs> to to join us. So we really appreciate her her joining us. Um, we have our, our PDF of the slides, the recordings, the podcast is all available at kbpowerhour.com slash resources. Um, and of course, some updates that we want to let you know about on our website. We have um, upca- upcoming webinars um, that you can add directly to your calendar. If you just go to the main homepage or qbpowerhour.com, uh, scroll down to the bottom of, of the or scroll down to the section that talks about the upcoming webinars. You can just add them to your Google Calendar from there. Um, and then we're also looking for uh, to be able to have a, a QB Power Hour marketplace. One of the things that we've been noticing in the Facebook group uh, is that uh, a lot of people uh, would love to be able to uh, advertise their own services. Uh, so we're looking to have that uh, on the QB Power Hour uh, website. So we're, we're looking to, to roll that out in the next uh, few months or so. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, since it's just me running the webinar and and not Michelle and uh, Carrie's just going to be doing a lot of the speaking, <laughs> but, we'll, but we want to have we want to have a, a discussion here. Where so um, managing the the Q and A and the comments is uh, is a one man job for me today. So I apologize for uh, if I don't get to address your your specific questions. Uh, but if you have specific questions about the topics that we're discussing here today, put those in the Q and A. Uh, if you have regular comments or, or just Want to want to chat? Just you. That's where you would use the, the the chat for that. And then, of course, if you have the handouts, uh, you can download them um, from the webinar archive uh, as well as the handouts as well. All right. So we'll stop. Start off as a poll, and we just want to talk about one thing. This is not going to be a bitch session about <laughs> the changes that Intuit has made, but how do you pivot or or adjust from those from those changes? Um, but as uh, as an accounting professional, we launch the first poll here. As an accounting professional, what is your current feeling uh, toward Intuit? And this is uh, a multiple. You can you can choose um, many of the of the questions or many of the responses, right? So this could run the gamut from "I've had enough," <laughs> right, or um, you know. This is this is great, right? And 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 everywhere in between, like the first one, you know, uh, meh. <laughs> into it does, into it does. You know, no skin off my nose. Uh, but uh, one thing that you notice, Carrie, at the at, at the at the conference, because the absence of of into it, oh yeah, uh, it kind of it kind of opened the um, floodgates, the door, <laughs> kind of opened the door to you know, to, to looking at other alternatives, uh, in the, in the accounting space. Would, would you agree with that? It sure did. I mean, you couldn't help it. I mean, they were, they were all luckily, I mean, it was a good thing that they were all there because typically they're not. So Intuit chose not to come and they all came rushing in. So we had, then we have zero fresh books, sage, nets. We, I don't know. Uh, yeah. and sweet. There were a lot of them. So, you know, it just gives you 
you know, it might be time to look at alternatives. It's, you know, it never hurts to, to keep and keep a pulse on the, on, on all the options out there for, because we're ultimately consultants to our customers and we have to get the right solution for them. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've, I've been so invested I'm kind of in that I'm so invested in QuickBooks. I'm kind of stuck with it, um, <laughs> you know, because trying to, learn you know the nuances of another of another another account accounting platform um that would just take you know from my perspective would just take too much um effort <laughs> um you know to but i mean i i do understand and you'll you'll talk about some of the some of the changes that that have affected uh the accounting industry and the accounting community over the past just even the past 12 months <laughs> um, just seems like another email comes out <laughs> you know, every, every week, but, you know, and, and, uh, and some of that has to deal with, you know, into its um, calendar fiscal year uh, begins um, August 1st. Right. So um, some people don't realize that, you know, and, and that would be kind of challenging to have a, you know, especially something that's heavily, uh, heavily invested around tax, right? So, you know, TurboTax and, and the tax preparation software side of, of, of accounting professionals to have your close of year be the the uh, December uh, to, to try to, you know, calculate that. So they have a, their fiscal year starts on, on October 1st, which is when they make a lot of these changes and announcements, you know, right as, uh, right as you're coming out of tax season, um, and then having to deal with okay, well, what does this mean for my business in the in the in the middle of my year? <laughs> right? Yeah. So let me go ahead and uh, end the poll. I'll share the results here. Uh, so it looks like a pretty good mix of um, of of how, but the, uh, the most one is I feel like they're talking out both sides of their mouth. <laughs> I agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially as an accountant, right, uh, Carrie? You you would uh. What yeah. has been your uh, experience that, you know, well, filter for uh, PG-13 here? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they, you know, when we first started doing QuickBooks and we got, you know, in the Find a Pro Advisor, my business was launched with or without me. I was like, hello, here I go. And and so then, you know, as I moved through the Pro Advisor and then into the reseller channel, it was like I was... I was ended up being coached into getting into sales, something an accountant normally doesn't do. But the whole time I've been hearing partners, we value partners, we value partners. And that message seems to be going away. So that's the, they say one thing and do another. So we have to, you know, as a community, come up with ways and pivot and make sure we're still making bank, right? Cheddar, making cheddar. <laughs> right. So, um, so we're going to talk about, you know, some of the Intuit strategy, because uh, that was one of the things that I noticed about your class uh, when I took it, is that um, you, you talk a little bit about Intuit strategy. So when you look at Intuit strategy, some of these changes, as they're not so great for those in the accounting profession, uh, they do kind of make sense uh, to at least right. their, their their strategy, you know, so you can kind of see where they're going and, and make, make kind of sense of those changes as you may or may not, you know, agree with them or, or, you know, um, you know, it may not work for you, may not be a workable solution for, for you as an accounting professional, but 
you can kind of see where where they're definitely headed. Exactly. And I, I mean it and it seems that once you understand that, it does it makes you I don't know, it's kind of like seeing someone else's but it's getting in someone else's shoes. So mm-hmm. yeah, my my favorite saving is saying is if you, you know, before you criticize someone, walk a mile in your shoes, because that way when you do criticize them, you're a you're a mile away and you have their <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so we'll, then, we'll, then we'll talk about capitalizing on the products that you already know and love. And I can see from the, you know, some of the chat here is that, you know, they're kind of in the same boat where they're they're so invested into QuickBooks, um, you know, to, to, to jump ship or, or move to something else. It's, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, but then also yes. we'll talk about, you know, building your, your trusted support uh, community. So. Yes. So let's talk about this. Uh, how does the Intuit strategy affect you as as an accountant? So, talk a little bit about uh, Intuit's five big bets. Right. So the these are the five big bets. The first one that's a revolutionized speed to benefit is around their you know artificial intelligence and it's the technology piece of things that we don't really we we benefit from, but we don't really have a direct impact. Um, the second one to me is a really important one where I feeling where kind of mentioned the talking out of two sides of your mouth, the connect people to experts. So we're feeling some pain around that as they're building out and trying to build their own and hiring some of us to be in their QuickBooks Live. Um, when you read into the transcript, you don't really see as much as the find a pro advisors as used to be there. So that's sort of a sting. Um, but we are definitely, you know, important in, in this in this um, journey. Um, so that's where, you know, we can we can we can get strong, and we'll talk about that um, as we go through the slide deck. Unlock smart money decisions. That's around a lot of the credit karma, doing the capital, doing the loans, or getting more into the personal stuff. So we don't really dangle anything. We don't really benefit from that. Other, you know here and there. Um, the next one I think is super important for us, really important, is the center of small business growth. I mean, we are as a consultant and as our own business owners. I mean, it's extremely important. It's extremely important um, for Intuit that we see success and they want to be their software as the center. So of course, if we bail, that doesn't help anybody, but you know, they're a huge company. It's not like if one of us says, hey, Adios, QuickBooks, they're going to be just fine. Um, the fifth one is a really important one for them, but they seem to, I'm not even sure where this one lands because disrupt small business with mid-market with QBOA. We all know mid-market. Yeah, now, before, we, before we get too far into that, QBOA is, is referring to QBO advance, and right? Not, not QBO account, which I love the fact that they recycle their own acronyms. Uh, <laughs> just so to keep you confused, they, uh, but that's what they're referring to uh, with, with with what you see here is QBOA is as advanced, uh, not not. But I, I've also you know also heard you know this is one of those um, speaking out both sides of the mouth. <laughs> I've also said that you know QBO advanced isn't there yet for mid market, but you look at all their marketing and they talk about mid market being the place for for advanced. But when we have a customer that's mid-market, if they can fit into 
QuickBooks. We put them in QuickBooks Enterprise Diamond, um, which a year ago they were touting as the mid-market solution. And now you don't hear much about that anymore. So they want everybody to go in this product, but it's, you can only, you can't put a size nine foot in a size six shoe. So it, it, you know, that this, they're definitely disrupting my business. And I guess you all can put in the chat if they're disrupting yours with this heavy marketing, because if you have a client that needs more than QBO can handle in any flavor, including advanced, you have to, you know, you still have to keep them in desktop. So it's, um, yeah, they're disrupting my business. They're disrupting everybody. Uh, but this is another area that I think we can provide feedback, honestly. Um, you know, the louder you get, they, they you know, that's that's one area we can. Uh, but this this explains a lot of their marketing. They the they're promising the world around those sales. So let's this, just review a, a few of the changes i mean how far back did you have to go to to compile this list it was it didn't actually i mean most of these changes were in the last 12 months last 12 months maybe two years and that's a stretch so these are all like dan was talking about these happen just as you come out of tax i don't do taxes but i still come out of tax season like whoosh, and you come out and you're like, okay, and you kind of start to analyze. And then you start getting the emails and um, updates of what's happening. And this is when these things fly out. Um, I mean, our, our QuickBooks Live Bookkeeping is probably the oldest one on there. And you might even have some people that are in the audience that do this stuff. Um, it, and it, it was very disruptive because it felt like they were stepping on our toes. Desktop is not dead. And it's not. But it's that same two sides of their mouth because we can still get it. It still works. But uh, and and QuickBooks Online isn't for everyone at this point until the features are there. So they say it's not dead. They say they'll keep supporting it. I mean, they're they're still coming out with new versions. It's I mean, what's your theory on that, Dan? When when will it die? Because that's been the topic of discussion. Yeah, I, I mean. I I have wasted far too much of my time and energy trying to figure out what um, what the end game is. But I mean, as you as you look at a lot of these uh, a lot of these changes over the past you know twelve months or so, a lot of them affect traditional desktop pro advisors, right? You know the the full charge bookkeeper who who really handles everything internally in their own in their own firm or firm or practice. Right where the the customer just never even touches uh, their QuickBooks, right? right? And that those those people are, I think are are impacted the most. Those that are the, the the full charge bookkeeping practice where they run the payroll. Yes, uh, desktop pro advisor. Um, you know the enhanced pro advisor for accountants payroll subscription where you can add up to fifty EINs. Um, yeah. You know that was a, just a, a recent announcement where you know that service won't be offered to new 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 accountants needing that. Now if you have an existing one, you already, you know, you are um, you know, you're you're in, you know, it'll it'll you'll be available to do that um, you know, uh, un, un, uh until otherwise. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, it's soon. Right. So, I mean, there's no um, there's no there's no date in 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 terms of when that when that's going to happen that I know of, 
right? It doesn't mean that there's like behind closed doors, not something that that's being whispered around, but it, it's so hard to predict what, what is going to happen to, you know, I mean, three years ago, who wouldn't, you know, COVID wasn't even a, a, a mention, right? I mean, yeah. so a lot of that, a lot of that, has, that I think COVID has been an accelerator or a catalyst to this. Um, and, you know, as far as the infrastructure uh, of the online ecosystem, it was it was kind of there, but just not ready for all of the influx that um, that is kind of driven in the marketplace uh, with with regards to a lot of people going virtual. Um, but I mean, you can see a lot of these things. And, and we just want to kind of mention, you know, the who moved my cheese. That's actually a book uh, that was written. Um, probably about 10, 10, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and as I worked for Intuit, um, they, they, they wanted everyone to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I saw Donna Crowley, um, maybe she remembers uh, that, that phase of, of when working for Intuit and, and they suggested that everybody read this book because, you know, and, and the whole, whole concept is, you know, as you're, you know, a mouse, Right. And the cheese is usually in, in one one area. And you always, you know, as creatures of habit, you, you tend to, you know, go to where the cheese is. Um, and then um, guess what? The cheese gets moved <laughs> the next day based on, you know, things changing. Um, you know, so then you as a mouse, you're wondering well, who moved the cheese. Right. So um, it's kind of ironic. I think that both <laughs> both the uh, the mover of the cheese and the cheese itself is the same person, which is uh, in this case uh, what we're talking about is is Intuit. Um, but if you want to get the book, you I have a link there for um, you know for checking it out. It is on Audible as well, so you can listen to that uh, as well. Any other things you want to talk about um, in the, the 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 changes here? Yeah. So right. The, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of hits, I think, that have reduced the, you know, kind of made people feel less valued in the ProAdvisor channel. Changing the wholesale billing option from 50 to 30 is a huge hit. Um, the ProAdvisor support being weakened. Um, I know that there's promises that it's better, but we we have experienced it ourselves. Um, ending the payroll, the options for accountants to run payroll, whether it's IFSP, or through desktop is um, is is tough. I mean, if if you if this is what you do for your business, you're forced at this point. You're forced to go to another solution provider for payroll. You know, which there are many. Um, uh, you know, the there's some things that assisted payroll we can still get as in the QSP channel. Um, your customers are getting set up with payments. I mean, there's just, it's, there's every time we turn around, there's something that, um, is, is making us feel, um, it's, it causes stress. It really does. Um, and it can affect depending on where you're getting your, your income stream, it can affect your income stream. I mean, we, as resellers, we get residuals for payments. So when a customer connects their bank account, boom, they get an instant payments account. And it's at a higher rate. So there's like chaos around all these things. Um, so yeah, not. Yeah. Not, and uh, not one of the, one of the questions and you, and you mentioned this acronym QSP and we'll, oh. we'll talk a little bit about it. Okay. Uh, 
it's a QuickBooks solution provider. Uh, Janice just asked the question, um, and we'll talk a little bit more in detail about what what a QSP is uh, because that's that's been part of your journey uh, in the in the Go Team QuickBooks uh, time <laughs> yeah. thing uh, with, with, with with building your practice. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about um, in, in this in, into its Q three, so their quarter three results. Uh, so it was last, basically last quarter for them, uh, but not yeah. Q3 in the calendar quarter. But if you look at um, so what, is, what was your takeaway about, about this information? So, yeah, so they're basically, he's confident in his strategy and execution. So what they've been doing, which all those things that disrupted us, they'll continue to do. And including they're increasing their guidance for the next quarter. So they're whatever they predicted they're going to make, they're going to actually make more. So the way I interpret this is the price just went up again. So they'll make more money on that. And then, you know, the changing these ways that we can make money, taking those away is another way that they can make more money. So Anyway, yippee for us. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like they're they are changing or pivoting. So we have got to follow, move, or re repurpose some of our uh, whatever pivot, pivot, pivot's the word. Yeah, <laughs> not, but not pivot like uh, friends trying to change, trying to move your your couch. Not that kind of pivot. Adjusting, <laughs> adjusting right. your, uh, your your your. Your, your goals are based off of, you know, what, what you're seeing here in the direction that they're heading um, because they're, they're almost um, Intuit is almost creating its own destiny. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's part of it. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're seeing a lot of, um, they're, they're seeing a, a, an opportunity <clears throat> trying to use the, this as most delicately as, <laughs> as I can. But they're seeing this as an opportunity uh, to, you know, to transition. But I think the the pain that accounting and bookkeeping practices are feeling is that that infrastructure is is not, um, you know, when we did those uh, webinars with, uh, you know, desktop features that are missing in in online, you know, it, it it's clear that you know a a traditional desktop pro advisor with with uh, with within Right, you know, where they're running things inside of desktop, the, just those functionalities are just not there. And uh, Sarah, um, you know, made a great post on uh, on the QB Power User Group about you know really just illustrating a lot of those uh, a lot of those things uh, as far as the struggles that a you know a full charge bookkeeper will have uh, of the things that they can't do. I mean, there's no there's no such thing as after the fact payroll. Uh, when it comes to any of the QuickBooks online payroll services. I mean, that is just a huge um, gap. <laughs> gap, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but, I mean, you can see, uh, as, as a couple of people other mentions, hey, this is a maybe good time to, to purchase some Intuit stock. And it's probably on sale right now in the little downturn that we're having. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they're still having growth. Um, and and their their growth is kind of paying off on the way that they're 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 moving, right? So how do you capitalize on that? You know? so, uh, so yeah. <clears throat> so here's where we're going to talk about what a QSP is, right? right? But but first, let's look at the you know the 
the the full suite of of QuickBooks products and services just on the QuickBooks side of things. Now you've got you know account uh, you know tax accountants and, and tax prep and, and things of that nature, but the things that you've uh, you've seen, Carrie. Right. So yeah. So as you all know, the tax side of QuickBooks. I mean, the tax side of Intuit is a whole another world that doesn't touch this this side. Um, I highlighted where they're focusing. QBO and payments. So that's where they're focusing um, their growth and, and so on. And that's where you can focus and, and make money as well, except it, it the cheese changes. So that went from the 50% <laughs> a wholesale model to the 30%. Um, and anyway, um, enterprise point of sale, field service management, payroll. Uh, okay. They have supplies. Um, you can, as part as pro advisors, they're not, uh, they're not accepting pro advisors to be solution providers anymore. But if you partner with somebody that's got a partner program, um, you can share in what they currently offer in um, commissions and residuals, which will change as of August 1st. Uh, they change things often. <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with. Um, but a QSP is a it used to be an Intuit reseller, and now it's QuickBooks solution provider. It's been a program. I've actually been in it since 2008. Um, I think it was born a year or two before I started. Um, a lot of the people that you guys probably see teaching at the conferences and stuff are, are members of this. Um, Don asked a couple questions about the, yeah. what we see on the screen here. Field service management. Uh, what is what is field service uh, management? So field service management is by Carigo. Um, it is uh, their biggest uh, customer. It's usually for contract sub, construction subs. Uh, HVAC is a is their like sweet spot um, person to sign up for this. This is another um, used to be it's a, a desktop opportunity. It's a desktop. Des well, it works with desktop and QBO. Oh, it does with QBO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it allows you to um, send people out in the workforce to go to like repairing HVAC and tracking uh, the. Oh. I'm so they've really got that. their field guys out in front of you know customer facing individuals or customer interacting individuals. The field service folks can work in that app and they can live in that, and then it will send that information or whatever they're doing in there uh, as far as back into uh, back into QuickBooks, so that they're they're not necessarily needing a, a specific user of. Uh, inside of their QuickBooks, because all they're dealing with is is the customer facing uh, stuff. Yes. So, so that used to be a residual earning opportunity, but that's grandfather. That's going to end. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and then supplies, like um, what, what 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 falls under the category of uh, supplies? Supplies would be you know people still use checks, believe it or not, checks and um, deposit slips and the. And the uh, the ones you can print, and uh, envelopes, and W twos, and ten ninety nine. So that falls under supplies. That's another thing they're taking away. So <laughs> go find another vendor. We went. What was the one that everyone checks for less? Went and met with them at Scaling New Heights. Thank goodness for that conference and the timing of that in June. Yay! <laughs> um. And yeah, so field service management, we may have to find one that can give us a residual program because we love those. Um, QuickBooks point of sale isn't, is still, we can still get commission on that. Um, but, you know, that I don't know that they're pumping a lot of 
new stuff into that. So that's desktop product. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, so as, as far as talking about a QuickBooks solution provider, uh, when did you first join uh, join that program? Was it something you had to be invited to or could you just so, apply? Or In 2008, I had to apply. I had to pay like $1,000 to join. It was like an annual oh. membership thing. <laughs> You had to you had to <laughs> promise to go to their conferences. It was the first time I went to a conference, and um, and it was in two thousand and eight. And I've gone to every one of them since. Um, they no longer require you to pay anymore. They long, no longer require you to go to the conferences, and now they're no longer accepting new. I mean, they're I don't know. They're things are getting weird over there. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so. Yeah. So we've been, I've been doing that and it's a small, small channel. It's like just a few hundred people versus like pro advisors are in the, I don't know, it's a hundred thousand or 50,000. Uh, several hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, several you know, hundred especially thousand. because it's, you know, it's free, free. And the, the QBO, um, QBO accountant, um, you know, you are a pro advisor there, whether I you can't, actually I can't can't imagine the certification or not, which the certification is ending. Oh, it ended. June 30th. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So now if you haven't done your certification, you get to take the whole uh, the whole course all again. Over again. Um, yeah. And, and I can't imagine that anyone signed up for that for free as a company, but hopefully they didn't. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so the the number of the, you know, it's just a small, small channel. So it was really, it was actually funny. It was hard for me to find it. I was just trying to learn about enterprise. And and tripped over it, so um, I, I was like, "You well, found it by I, accident." <laughs> I found it by accident, and I found my people. I was like, "Where have you been?" <laughs> so I've been um, just loyal and and um, very active in this program since two thousand and eight. So whatever the math is on that, and then so yeah. so they're not they're not accepting any new applications, right? So they're, just like just like Pro Advisor, there's different tiers in that in the QuickBook solution provider channel. Um, and then when they were, right, uh, you, you got those tiers based off of the sales, right? And that's right. Every, right. everything in the, that you see in this QuickBooks product lineup, uh, anything that you, you as a, as a QuickBooks solution provider sold through into it uh, would have some kind of sales credit. Um, you know, they would as associate some, random number uh, to, you know, all these subscriptions based on what they perceived as a lifetime value of, of that. Right. Yeah. And then, um, so you you know, have and then you would be in the different tiers based off of those sales volume. So, you know, when you're considering, when you're comparing that to a, a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, QuickBooks Pro Advisor, yes, you have those tiers and you have some of those discounts associated with, with that or benefits with that. But your tiers were based off of sales goals, and then you were assigned uh, a, a channel manager to kind of help you reach those sales goals. And one of the ways that they offered or suggested that you reach those sales goals, because you want to get up to elite, which is $1 million <laughs> in sales, right? That's, yes. that's pretty tough, tough order to do by yourself, right? So right, you right. Ended up, you ended up a lot. QSPs created a partner program where yeah. traditional pro advisors could join your 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 partner program and uh, and then collectively uh, your your sales volume uh, is is uh, 
is combined, right? Is that, is that the way it works? Yeah. So we, so we were coached as, you know, we have, when you're in the reseller program, you get a rep and we were coached that in order for you to grow um, into it really wants you to get QuickBooks online sales. And they recommended that we um, work with pro advisors because a lot of the pro advisors love and work. And like, you're talking about the traditional bookkeeping, the QBO works perfect because you can run, run their books for them and then they can tap in and hopefully not wreak havoc on the books. So we were able to, um, to, you know, to bring pro advisors under us and boost up our sales. And, and so that was a win for everybody because when they had the tiers, which they're changing that too, um, <laughs> the tiers, you know, things are just in, in, I don't know exactly what's officially changing, but today we have tiers, but by getting into the elite tier, we're able to tap into the, the higher level of benefits as a reseller. So better together was our motto on that. Um, so that, that worked out for, for growing our partner program, but. So, um, you know, so you have, you have a, I mean, this word is term is thrown around there, like a tech stack and, and some people will have a tech stack for their firm. Uh, but you're talking about tech stack in, in terms of, you know, end users, because that's really who you're ending up talking to is, you know, the QuickBooks user. And that's what you're focused on in your, in your practice at CBG, right? Right. Our our focus is trying to put people in the right product and try not and try to tune out the noise of the marketing, the heavy marketing. Um, so we and and we try to because we're also in sales because I was coached into sales and I love to earn residuals and and commission residuals benefiting you know better than commission. Um, but at the same time, if the product works. And I'd get nothing, then that's okay too. I don't, I don't prefer that. But you know, like for example, Bill.com has they have never been able to do anything where you get some kind of residual commission, you get promised and it never works out. But that's the product that I have working now. Is it perfect? No, but that's what we have working now. Where we went around, we went around scaling. We got a couple of demos we're going to do to see if we can't replace it with probably a product that can do residuals, but it's it's all a process. Um, Bill and Pay is um is an invoicing product that we actually use ourselves. And um, and I highlighted it because we're in a grandfather program that does residuals because vendors hate tracking the stuff. Um, we recommend QuickBooks time because you know, I mean, I think we all still love it, even though the way we as a QSP, we don't really earn the money we used to. Oh, well, um, we now love ADP because the payroll options have gone haywire. So we, I just went ahead and said, let me switch to it to see how I like it. And um, I was actually pleased that the employees love the, the, the apps they get when they want to look up their pay stub. Um, Easy Cloud is a hosting service that we use. Um, we can also recommend uh, right networks through our reseller channel, but the, it doesn't always fit the bill. There's a lot of, they, they only use certain apps. Um, EasyCloud's a lot more flexible there and we use it ourselves. Um, Webgility uh, is one that we've recommended often when we're trying to connect up e-commerce to um, basically anything, right? Desktop, Bookkeep, we like to recommend for QBO stuff to for the e-commerce-y stuff. Um, timesheets is one that, that Dan found that, um, is a good alternative to QuickBooks time taking a look at. They offer residual program. I highlight it or commission, um, Avalara 
is uh, is one that we're about to launch into ourselves. So we'll get to be end users of that. Um, they have like a commission program for that. And then SOS Inventory is one that you've worked with um, that offers. So it helps when they offer, <laughs> working up to some of my slides coming up. Um, but when I've highlighted it, it's, it's when they offer residual program, which is nice. All right. And we so now how do you vet all these uh, vendors? Awesome. Because get a good what, night's what sleep <laughs> before you go to a conference. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's and, and I'm sure some of you will comment in there. How many times have you gone to a one of these scaling new heights or QBC or Sleater or Countex or what have you? And you get home, you're so excited about the shiny new penny and you get home and you try it and then it's a big flop. So you've just got to ask how long have they been in business now? You know, and then is it a one way or two way sync, you know, with, especially with um, QBO, I know that it can be problematic, you know, if they lose connection and stuff, Um, you know, I keep talking about residual program Um, and we'll, talk more about that in a minute but and but forgetting the money part really number one is right fitting your customer and making it so that they're saving time and money operating and running their books and they get accurate financials that's the ultimate goal you do want to earn money along the way that's where the cheddar thing comes in um, but find out i mean actually talk to customers and and dig in don't just take the brochure's word for it and the 30 dollars gift card you get for starbucks take you know, find out more about how it works and often use it in your own practice. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good, uh, a good vetting point. You know, um, now you may not have the same nuances of your business as you would, you know, like uh, an e-commerce platform like uh, Webgility or Bookkeep. Um, But um, Keith brought up a good question, a good point. Um, Also look at their reviews. Uh, looking at their not, not just you want a com- you want a combination of, of accountant reviews as well as end users, especially if it's something that the end user is going to be living in, and not necessarily you know you as as the accounting or bookkeeping uh, professional will be living in uh, as well. But if you if you have uh, both of those you know both sides of the spectrum, I think that will yeah. be uh, that would be good as well. Exactly. And, you know, to me, just to highlight what the residual program, what I mean is, is if to me, when you're dealing with subscriptions, um, the ultimate goal for a vendor would be keeping the customer sticky. And if you're going to be invested in it, you don't, you know, if you just sell it and say, here, I want my $50 gift card and run, you could, they could cancel in a month, right? So you're not vested in it. But if you get like, you know, $5 $5 a month for the next five years, you, you get way more than $50 in the long run. The vendor wins and you win. So um, residual programs to, to us, I think, are uh, are win-win. It, it keeps everybody honest. Yeah. And the, the, the flip side of the coin, though, is they're just difficult to track and difficult yes. to manage uh, on both sides, right? Like yes. you spend uh, an hour a week uh, <laughs> tracking in just one of them, right? Just Just to make sure. Yeah, that that's year, that's the, not the, that's that's the, very low, but yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's a good that's a good thing to vet, right? Like what what how how do they keep track of of those things, and how can I keep track with you? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to launch this last uh, or this next next poll question. 
Are, are you currently using any other accounting platforms to support your clients? Are you QuickBooks only? Maybe you use FreshBooks. Uh, I think Donna mentioned, because um, I think one of the things that uh, Intuit has been doing with their with their changes, their price changes, just their price changes that they've made over the last couple of years, it's kind of priced out a lot of the smaller, smaller businesses. Um, like even Simple Start is, is too much for a, you know, a small, small business, a solopreneur. Um, and FreshBooks kind of fills that, fills that gap. So, um, you know, that might be a good um, supplement, you know, to your, uh, to your accounting suite of services that you, that you offer if you, if you offered uh, FreshBooks and QuickBooks as well. Um, but, you know, I've never looked at it to know the yeah buts about fresh books. <laughs> no. Someone was asking, like, what is Bookkeep? Can you? Yeah, it's, um, uh, they're, they're, they're a good partner with, uh, with us. Uh, they sponsored, uh, four, four webinars for us for the, for the QB power hour. So if you don't know who they are, you will, um, because they'll, they'll be joining us, uh, throughout the year. Uh, but Bookkeep is uh, very similar to, and I hate to use a competitor's name, but A2X is a is is a is an aggregator of of e-commerce uh, channels, and it will send that information to QuickBooks Online um, as a summary, right? So uh, Bookkeep works works very well. I just there's some of the things that it does that that A2X does not do, which is really nice. You can update existing transactions without creating duplicates. Um, but it, that's the purpose or that's the idea of bookkeep and, and Jason has joined us a couple times. And one of them was, uh, you know, the first of the year. So if you look at some of the, um, the prior webinars that we've had, uh, was, you know, that, that nebulous works with QuickBooks, uh, that, that a lot of apps and companies will, will say they will work with QuickBooks, but what the devil's always in the details. What does that, what does that mean? Um, and he kind of, talks about some of the good, the bad, and the ugly of accounting integrations and what the address, uh, the steps that he's taken to kind of address some of those. So Bookkeep's a really good um, aggregator and, and consolidator of, of, uh, of accounting through e-commerce uh, selling platforms and getting that information into QuickBooks. And I think one thing that I really liked that when we did the demo with them is they have really um, a good way of not duplicating entries like they they have a, where I can't say that about other apps you'll you may see even QuickBooks you'll see things come in twice so I think that that's that's a super cool feature and yeah, it looks like um, Karen in the chat posted a uh, partner consultant for FreshBooks so if you are looking for FreshBooks there's a good uh, good reason uh, or good good resource there Someone also called out Wave does not totally suck for really small business. <laughs> so this is I where I, I think love they, the honesty that people <laughs> does not totally suck. That, that should be their their uh, their slogan. <laughs> I, I I love that the community. You know, we're all here together. We're all kind of going through the same um, chasing the cheese. <laughs> right. So talk a little bit about this. You can be an expert at something, but not everything. What do you mean? Uh, right. So, yeah, if you stretch yourself too thin, I, I remember when I became a pro advisor, I didn't know what in the world I was doing. I got certified and I filled out the thing and I started getting all these customers. And then I realized, oh, wait, I don't really like nonprofit. <laughs> Why did I check that off? I checked them all off. I wanted everything. So, oh, so you, 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 on your pro advisor listing, you just 
Yep. Give it uh, all. I, yeah. I can do everything, <laughs> everything, everything. And then I realized real fast that there's a couple of them. I really don't like doing <laughs> real estate, nonprofit. Um, those were two that I was like, Whoa. And when I checked off point of sale, I realized I didn't know it at all. I had to go in and absolutely, you know, give away time to figure it out. But um, while I was going through my finding myself time <laughs> through over checking those boxes, I figured out that I liked helping set up inventory. I like that flow and, you know, watching. And I love that, especially with the desktop and the beauty of, you know, one transaction and filing it all the way through. Um, so that ended up becoming my niche, so to speak, niche, niche, however you pronounce it. And I would take classes. There were, you know, different kind of opportunities back then. Um, we got to the advanced desktop. I busted through that. That was hard. Um, and, you know, and just be the best that you can be. And then go into these conferences or doing webinars and stuff. You can find people that you can find that nonprofit expert that you can say, listen, when you get those inventory ones you hate, you can <laughs> pass them back and forth. Um, so it just, it made it, it made it obvious to me that I needed to focus and not necessarily that a, a lot of times when we were in the reseller channel, they would try to make us do a really minor, like there was one person that their niche was selling cigars. And I'm like, well, that's real small niche. You need, <laughs> you need a wider, you know, and, and maybe not just inventory, but I like you know, inventory and that, you know, I like to support field service management or something like that. You've got to, you can widen that net a little bit instead of just cigar inventory because, or wine. I mean, because that can really narrow you or that becomes your, you know, you become the industry expert. Um, you just want to make sure you get enough support leads and sales leads that you stay in business. So um, identifying that shouldn't be a hugely stressful thing. Uh, and the way I did it was I just looked back on my customer list and I thought, who did I enjoy working with? Who did I have the most fun with? And we laughed and they still send Christmas cards or whatever, season, whatever, holiday cards, whatever, what what have you. But, you know, people that you're still friends with, there's a reason that you connected with them. And it's probably because you enjoyed doing that project. Um, this right-hand column, I think most of us are very guilty of this, not pricing enough for our services. And as, you know, as we're going through this journey, this is an area I really need to highlight. If, if Intuit is cutting our ability to earn money, taking away stuff, and we, maybe we can't replace it and we're stuck with selling QBO at a lower price and putting it and bundling it might be time to raise your rates to make up for that income flow. You can't, you know, just because they lowered your ability to earn money doesn't mean that you're not worth, you might not be, have been charging enough you may you may really be undervaluing yourself, and I think doesn't Heather Satterley do annually? She'll do those. Um, she does a, a review of what are you charging, and she'll and you get to fill out the. Um, mm -hmm. the yeah, and that's um, it's, I, I think in the advice they're inside the pro advisor certification and the training. There yeah. actually is a section on advisory, and I think Heather goes through, you know, some of those some of those questions to ask yourself. Uh, to make sure that you are you are charging uh, enough uh, pricing your practice because one of the things that I took away from this year's scaling was um, you know the original hourly rate you know billable hour model 
uh, you know, gave way to value pricing. And now they're, they're talking about this idea of subscription-based pricing for your, for your clients. Very similar to like what you're doing, what you're seeing with all of the other apps. You know, they're, they're, they're charging a monthly or annual subscription, um, right. you know, do that as part of, as part of your services, but, you Put know, boundaries in of what that covers <laughs> guardrails so that, you know, you don't have the the scope creep of, of what that happens to be um, versus, you know, project-based value pricing, but now you have an ongoing uh, type of thing as well. Um, but cer- certainly is um, interesting to see how, you know, this is evolving um, as, you know, the, the marketplace and the climate is is changing as well. And I think Ron Baker's really good at that. And he came to, he was at our scaling, um, mm-hmm. listening to some of his stuff. I think too, your mindset, you know, like making sure that you, you, you need the confidence behind yourself to know I'm worth it. And, and if you have to fire a client because they don't value that, sometimes when you don't charge enough, they lose respect for you. So it, you might have to shed some clients as you build up and get those reviews. That's a big thing too. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, this is a, this is a really good, a good problem to have is you get a client that requires more than you can do. Like if I got the nonprofit client, this is where I was able to find someone actually met at scaling to pass it on to. (laughs) I was like, it was Carla. I said, Carla, I can't, I don't, I don't speak their language. I don't know the terms. I know that they could benefit from somebody that does. And we just, I just did the introduction uh, and stayed involved. I think it's important to stay connected. You can't, if you just say to your customer, Hey, here's Carla's information that you may not even give her a sale. You, you need to do that warm intro, maybe get on that first zoom call and make sure you know, it's like dropping your kid off at daycare, make sure they're comfortable and <laughs> playing with the other kids before you go. Okay, it sounds like you guys are good. And then you do the slow fade and leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But that's that's really what you're talking about. You know, when you when you get those connections, you're able to, you know, cooperate, but also be in competition. What's the um coopetition, right? So yeah. <laughs> even though you're in the same field, doesn't necessarily mean you're in the same niche. Right. Yes. And then we are, uh, we're actually only five minutes left. So we've got a few more slides to, to oh, make up here, okay. so. <laughs> so what do you do when you need help? We have lots of options. We all, we, I think everybody in this audience knows what to do and they're here. <laughs> we know how right. calling into it helps. That's why we're here. So we make these connections to, to get help. Yeah. I already see that in the, um, uh, in the in the chat, uh, people are asking, "What state are you located in?" Because now they're they're starting to build those connections just right here on the on the webinar. See, really- it can happen. It can happen. And then, what are some action items you can do today? You know, like I mentioned, we can figure out what your niche is. Get all those certifications done. If you didn't do the June thirtieth, just get it done. It does help. Make sure your social media is up to date. And Make sure you're asking for reviews. Build up that. That's what helps you sell yourself without even trying. People see and brag. I, I, I I'm horrible at bragging. So is Dan. We don't like. We got awards and accomplishments. Yeah. We just skip right over it. But do that. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna build your confidence yeah. and demand more, uh, more of a, of an of your hourly rate. Increase your hourly rate. However, that translates. 
and then and then that's one of the things that i do um it's how how i kind of feel good about um you know at, like when you go kind of outside of the normal scope of of your work is uh is is do okay i'll do this but i need a review from you right like that's like the the give and take type of thing so it, it's a great way to build up your reviews if you find yourself constantly in that position of of scope creep of of work yeah that's a good call out um and this this is a, a back in the day when i first started going to conferences it was so exciting i'm like woohoo i get out of town you get to see people there's a lot of alcohol a lot and this actually was the, the first conference i drank water the whole entire time i was so proud of myself but i wanted to make sure that i got the most roi from my um from the whole entire um the the whole event because it's expensive it's expensive to fly drive motel the hotel the food everything's expensive and you don't want to come home and go oh i meant to do this this and this and and you didn't get it done uh, or you know you're so sometimes it would take me a week to recover from just the the sheer exhaustion and this year i didn't and i didn't get covid but that's that's a whole side note that we don't need to go down <laughs> that did help not getting that but building you know building these partnerships at these events and and at the you know at and on this call you can do that within the chat find people within you know on in the facebook communities to collaborate and 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 build those relationships so you know, a lot of you are probably just one person firms or small firms and you can feel bigger and you don't have to turn away customers that, you know, that come to your door. You can send them to someone here in this group. Great ideas. So how do you make money in a vendor park partner program? So, yeah. So like we did, we spent a lot of time and we could hardly hit. We, we tried, we were going around those, <laughs> the vendor floor in, um, in scaling, just trying to ask them. I mean, I decided I used to walk around my, I used to go and say, what, you know, what do you do? And then I'd say, how, you know, do you, do I make something if I recommend your product? And now I'm like, we're more for, we're like, do you have a residual program? And they, they'll mm, no. And then we say, it's important if you want, you know, it really makes us, um, it, it, it is a benefit to, to us if you built one. So be, go ahead and let them know. We don't need to be shy on that. Dan and I are like, nope, we just said it. We want the residual <laughs> program <laughs> and heck we might even tell them how to do it, build it themselves. We know how to track it. <laughs> Um, if you're not in a QSB partner program, find one and join one. You're leaving money on the table. I don't care who it is. Just find one and, and make it work. There's a number of them you can interview and find someone that you click with. You don't want to just, you know, uh, you want to find go one with the first one. <laughs> don't go with the first one because there's a community within each one and each one of them is different. It's like, you know, where do I want to move to? So you want to find one that that'll stick for you. Keep up with your sales. If you work, at, you know, I don't care how you do it, because that's what we've learned is over the years, I would say, oh, do you offer this program? Yeah, you've got to keep up with it. They're, they're, they're mostly sloppy about it and you have to chase them. And until you can see that there's a consistency that they're paying them back, keep up with the, keep, create your own tracking program. Definitely follow up because they'll pay you eventually, but you need to keep up with it yourself. 
Um, and then over on the right is back to that. Are you charging enough? Um, making sure, you know, with um, who's doing the billing with, are you purchasing QuickBooks online through a reseller program where the end users paying directly, or are you wrapping it in to your monthly fee? Are you marking it up? Are you covered for that little oops of it's no longer 50% off, it's 30%. Are you covering for sales tax and, and credit card fees? And are you marking it up enough, making it attractive enough for the client to engage your services, but covering your expenses, you know, keep up with that. Um, implementation with the vendor program, you need to figure out who's in charge. We did find there's a severe weakness in these programs. Like, you know, we're everyone they're into it really wants us off of enterprise for inventory and they want us on QBO with the program. Well, we learned that there's a lot of options there. They're not as it's not a not the same thing. But on top of that, they don't have people to support these products. So maybe that becomes your expertise in your niche because there's certainly room for um, finding experts for that. So maybe if inventory is your thing, go learn um, deer, fishbowl, what's it, SOS. Uh, there's tons of them. All right. So we have some, uh, you know, some time for Q. Q and A, but we don't have time for Q and A. <laughs> Sorry, we have a slide for it. <laughs> so we are a, a minute over. Um, so I appreciate you uh, sticking around uh, for that. Uh, but if you want to learn more about what a, a, about partnering with a with a QSP, I'll throw that in the, in the last poll here. Um, you know, and we can send you some information. Carrie can send some information on on her partner program and and other uh, partner. You know. QSP partner programs as well. Um, if you're not already, you know, in a partner program, because right. they all have a gentleman's agreement, right? So, yeah. like, you know, you know they're, hot they're, they're friends, right? We're friends. <laughs> you're friends with other partner programs, right? Yep, we're friends, but we we don't we don't want partners that join all of them. You pick one, stay with yeah. it, and if you want to move away from one and move to the other, that's fine. You just let everyone know we don't we don't poach. We don't. We're not ugly like that because we're all we're all trying to make make some chatter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so this is a great way to do that uh, with with being a part of the the, the QSP channel and finding um, others. And what you're doing is you're looking to create kind of like a, a partner program, partner program, right? Like where you have uh, a, a suite of of offerings that that people can um, use or not use depending on what it is that. Uh, that they're looking to do for, for their clients and anywhere that uh, there is um, a good product you know, a, and residual, we want to yep. have it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then um, the people that are in your partner program will be able to participate, yeah. even though they don't necessarily have to join these other partner programs as well. Like ADP, for example, exactly. you, know, you don't, you don't get paid anything until you get your, your third client, but going through you, it's, it's we've the already first got client. Yeah. We've we've already you, hit, we've hit the goal. We've hit the goal, so we're good. That's kind of, that's where the where building this program was great because it let us hit the elite chat leap tier in QSP. Same idea. We're built. We're growing. We're adding other vendor programs that might require higher sales. So with our partners underneath, we can hit those goals. And ADP is a great example. So now we have other payroll options than just the QBO payroll. Right. Which is always a uh, good to have a plan B, 
right? Yeah. I mean, we're not. <laughs> we don't want all our eggs in one basket. <laughs> right. Right. You'll just end up with a lot of scrambled eggs. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, again, thanks for joining us, Carrie. It was awesome uh, for you to come on and, and guest host for uh, for Michelle so that she could enjoy her family. Uh, her her dad actually just turned 80 yesterday. So, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so she wanted to spend some extra time with, with her family and everything. So appreciate you coming on and appreciate everyone even after the, the holiday, oh, there's uh, a- you know, joining us here today without little without little advertising. Um, I think uh, this was probably the most well attended uh, QB power hour in the last couple months. So, oh wow! Uh, so that's pretty amazing that uh, that everybody's ready to learn uh, how to how to get more cheddar. Uh, went into it, removes the cheese. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we'll see you next time. We'll we'll, we'll be talking about using the cleanup uh, cleanup and and books review in QBO accountant, which is QBOA, not QBO advanced, uh, QBOA. <laughs> Just to keep we everything to, confusingly straight. <laughs> we have to put a little disclaimer on every acronym that we get. Yeah. yeah. What does the A stand for? All right. And then we'll have uh, managing multiple payments, uh, payment methods with our guest uh, bookkeep will be joining us in, in uh, the first uh, QB Power Hour in August. Definitely so we appreciate you joining us. Sure. See what that's about. I was impressed. <laughs> appreciate you all joining us here today. And we'll see you next time on the QB Power Hour. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.